Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Hello and welcome to the Hit in the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and Richard Kyson. Evening, Jambo. UK boy. Yes, very well, mate. Uh, so, special episode tonight. We are doing a fan special um, and a Tottenham Hotspur Cup final special. Um, so, we have got a group of guests that are all season ticket holders or, you know, lifelong Tottenham Hotspur fans. Uh, um, to be honest, this isn't the first one we've done because <laughs> uh, we've had to uh, basically do a second edition because of the light in the light of uh, what has happened Sunday, Monday um, with Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and, and the world of football. So we will talk all about that and, uh, and then our predictions for the cup final. Um, so we have got on Rich. Um, if you want to go through the people we've got yeah, on. Yeah, we've got Richard Spittles, good friend of mine. Uh, he's been a scene ticket holder for probably nearly 30 odd years. We've got Dave Freeman. Uh, Dave, you've been a scene ticket holder for a long, long time, since the 80s, I believe. Um, we've got Shane Green, who's seen ticket holder. Uh, met, met him at Middlesbrough away. And we've, and we've got Abby Summers, uh, who I'm sure needs no introduction. Well known amongst the Spurs community. So, after today's news, fellas. So, uh, well, last night's news. One was the, was the European Super League, which we'll come on to. Let's start with the, with the breaking news from Monday the 19th of April, and that is that Jose Mourinho has been sacked, relieved of his duties. Um, Dave, just give us some initial thoughts. Oh, well, my phone went berserk about half past ten this morning at work. Um, obviously, I was trying to be in a meeting, but I managed to have a good up. So, personally, glad he's gone. Don't care about the timing. Because the bottom line is, I think actually it makes our hands stronger for not keeping him. None of us wanted him. Uh, if, if, we, if we managed to win the cup on Sunday, it would have been ammunition for him actually for us to keep him on. So, so happy with the timing. Um, not happy with the timing of the announcement. If it's supposed to be made, decisions made on Friday because I, I feel as though it's a deflection tactic for the European Super League announcement on Sunday. It takes a little bit of heat off of that. But glad to see he's gone. Um, not sure who want, want to take over, but happy days. Bye-bye, Jose. Have a nice <laughs> I know someone that would share the same opinion of you, Spittles. Uh, I bet you were the happiest man in Aylesbury today, weren't you? <laughs> Absolutely delighted that he's gone. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time coming to be honest with you. I never wanted him there in the first place. Um, I always said we would be the first club that he wins nothing at. And it, I, I've been proven right now <laughs> before, before <laughs> Sunday. Um, but yeah, I, I just delighted. He's, he's just not Spurs. He's he just, yeah, I, I'm just, just delighted the man's gone. Like, it, it, when we did get rid of Pochettino, which I was gutted about, I said, obviously there were rumours circulating very quickly about Mourinho coming in after he got sacked. And I went, anyone but him, anyone but him. And I, I honestly felt sick when we appointed him. So yeah, it's, it's a bit of a relief, but at the same time, with everything going on, you know, it, it, like, like I say, it's a bit of a, a potential deflection tactic. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, the bigger picture is obviously the European Super League for me. But yeah, um, delighted he's gone. What when 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 we say look, there's be, be people out there who listen to us that aren't Tottenham fans. But when we say stuff like he's not Spurs, what what would you say to that? You know, what how do we explain that to people that don't Quite support simple. Spurs? 
he's a Chelsea reject. It's as simple as that. He, he's, he just, you know, you know, he, he's just not, he, everything the club represents, the football style, the, the person that he is, um, you know, Bill Nicholson will be turning in his grave, um, with, with, you know, with, with, him, with him at the helm. And he just, yeah, he's, and obviously he's, he's just, he's just not Spurs at all. He's a Chelsea mm. reject. It's as simple as that. And he, he, he always, he always will be, Chelsea to me, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, you know, and you know, I just, the arrogance of the guy. Um, I mean, I don't know if you lot have seen that Paddy Power advert that still goes around, and a special one, and this and this and that and stuff like that. And I just watch it, just thinking, you're an absolute has been, mate, absolute has been. And and mm. yeah, who who the hell do you think you are? I mm. think no. most Spurs fans would agree with you, Spittles. Um, my personal point is, you. I just wanted a winner, and now I know he was a proven winner. I, can't, I honestly couldn't have cared less who who sort of come in, as long as they won something. But uh, I haven't got that. So, Shane, I know you were a bit on the fence about him. You know, you sort of weren't really fussed. You just wanted to be successful. Uh, what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think I can sort of agree with with everyone here to an extent. Mixed emotions. I think the timing of the sacking, the fact that man's got us to a cup final. It's been, it's, you know, it's been a long time coming, trying to win something. So the fact he's been sapped a few days before, that could have happened. But I'm in agreement with everyone else. It was time to go. The football we're playing is awful at the moment. We've, oh, lost yeah. the, we've lost the identity. You know, the attacking football that we're used to and that excitement, you know, it, it's just not there at the moment. So I, I'm, I'm happy he's gone. But I, I think the man deserved to do it post-cup final. I think he, he deserved that final day at Spurs. Um, a bit like yourself, Rich, really. I just wanted, I was desperate for someone to come in and be successful. The man's a serial winner, um, regardless of what we all think of him. But I do think he started to lose the dressing room. I just think the timing could have been better. We've had some terrible results lately. So coming off the back of a 2-2 draw at Everton and going into a cup final, I just think the timing was all wrong. There was a bit of a shade of of like the AVB, of like the AVB era where... He was reliant on Bale getting him results. And it, it was almost going to that Jose was reliant on Kane. Because I mean like that Everton game, we we we, we were woeful. Other than other than those two other than those two master finishes from Kane, we, we would have got nothing. Probably deserved nothing. Um I, I, I just had a bit of shade about that in the last the last the, you know, the last few months. We've sort of over relied on him too much. Um which, you know, he a man of that ilk and, and what he's won shouldn't be reliant on one player, which shows you that he probably lost most of the dressing room. I, I kind of, when he first come in, well, right, okay, so when Pochettino was sacked, relieved of his duties, let's have it what it is, um, I think I mourned that for a couple of weeks, like, it, it that, I know that sounds weird and a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a manager. It's, it, it wasn't. He changed Tottenham Hotspur from being a fairly good side to an elite side in a matter of years. Yeah. So it, and he was lovable, wasn't he, Poch? You loved him. You loved him. In, you know, everything he did was, yeah, he was top man. He was, you know, he was loved by the fans. Absolutely loved. You know, there was flags with pictures on him and stuff, you know, on, on them and stuff like that. But, when they brought in Mourinho, I kind of went, that's the right appointment. And I know that's going to sound... Do you know what I mean, Shane? And, yeah, I and, definitely agree with I, you. At the time, I thought, you uh, know, it's what we need. 
you know, and I kind of looked part. I did try and look past the the Chelsea stuff, um, and and stuff like that. And I thought, right, okay, he's here now. It's this back him. It's a proven winner. One of the most successful managers in in football history. Maybe I got a little bit nostalgic about that sort of thing, and and thought, okay, you know, he has won everywhere. He's going to win us something. And in all honesty, his first year was quite tough. The injuries we had was ridiculous, and you know, he's having to play. Delhi up front for like games and stuff like that because there just wasn't that sub striker. We do, but again, that's not really Mourinho's fault as such. They should have brought someone in. Um, and then you know, obviously COVID hit, so yeah, that then that then changed things. But we came back after COVID and played pretty well. But this year we started well, but again, something just clicked, um, and um, yeah, it just it just it, again, I all think we all. I think we've all said, we said, at least he said on the last podcast that we did, that it was the West Ham game, that just something changed. Um, just before we go on to that, I'll just say hello to Abby. Abby's joined us. Hello. Sorry for my uh, late arrival. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. Um, we'll let you off. Busy lady. Yeah, Abby, we're, <laughs> obviously, we're, we're, just, we're just talking about um, <laughs> everything that's currently happened. We're, we're just talking about Mourinho um, and... Um, I'll, I'll hand over to you now, Abby. Straight in, <laughs> straight in. What's your thoughts on today? What what twenty four hours, guys? <laughs> I mean, I am exhausted. I don't know about you lot, but this is just mental. What's what's going on? I mean, from seeing that Super League thing yesterday and riling everyone up royally, just as I was about to go to sleep, they put that statement out, and then there I was, still awake at one thirty in the morning, watching Sky Sports News, um, like I'm sure all of us were. Yeah. Um, and today, <laughs> I just did not see that coming. To be totally honest, I really didn't. I didn't see Jose getting sacked. I've had this discussion so many times with all my friends, and you know, lots of them have been like, "Oh, he's got to go. He's got to go." But pri- not prior, like prior to this week, no one would have expected him to get sacked five days before a cup final. Um, I always thought they'd hold out till the end of the season. Um, in a cup final, there's few other. Who else would you really want? In, in, in a final against Manchester City, a one-off game, who's done it to death, you know, cup finals. Yeah. You probably want Jose Mourinho in that. So I was really surprised they got rid of him now. Um, they're saying it's obviously results-based and not to do with the ESL, which I find a little bit odd because if it's results-based, where was this after Zagreb? Where was this after the North London Derby? Where was this in the last four months? You know, when things have been, you know, utterly awful um, for the most part. So... Very confused by it, but I just, I've, we all know Jose Mourinho, he's probably not going to stay quiet for too long. He'll probably do some cryptic new interviews and allude to what's really gone on. And yeah. actually, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear because yeah, I, I did not foresee that coming. So I was in complete shock. Not that he would have been sacked. I thought he would probably get sacked, but not now. I thought we'd probably see out the, the last few games of the season, but it's just mad. You'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall this morning when he called him in. And for that meeting, and after he said the news, surely Jose just went, "Why now? <laughs> why now?" Because but, of all the time. But why? But what, but that, that's what I just can't wrap my head around. Why now? Why would you do that? And someone said, "Oh, it was decided after Everton." Well, Everton was on Friday, so if that was the case, why not like second Friday night or Saturday mm. morning? Why wait until all that commotion came out yesterday and then do the- this? It, it, it's a bit like a deterrent for me because if you think about the fact that there's 
been so much backlash since that announcement yesterday. And then the only way they could probably think, let's try and get fans back on side by doing the one thing they've wanted you to do since he actually was appointed, more or less. It's typical Tottenham. Typical Tottenham. A mess. It's just a mess. Everything is a mess. But like like you said, typical Tottenham. I'm not even surprised. I I think like I think obviously we all know certain people on on Twitter that are certainly close to the club or whatever. And there is that rumour that it was decided after the game on, on Everton. But maybe, obviously, Levy knew this statement was probably coming out Sunday night. So he probably thought, OK, we'll hold off. He's a smart guy. He's a, well, he's a, well that's, that's the thing, because today everyone's been talking about the Spurs. Yes, they've spoken a bit about Spurs being involved in the in the ESL, but mostly it's always it's been to do with Jose sacking. So it's actually taken the heat off of someone like Tottenham. Arsenal's, yeah. hardly, Arsenal's hardly got a look in. And all the heat seems to be on the Liverpools and the Manchester United's about this, when actually yeah. all, all six of them should be held accountable for what on earth they're doing. 100%. 100%. Rich, you said some of them, and I've got a vision now of Jose Marino lifting up his shirt, Balotelli style, with the word is saying, why always me? <laughs> <laughs> First Jose press conference, yeah. <laughs> well, he's already been on Instagram, like, yeah. plugging stuff, and I know he's already sort of reposted the Harry Kane comment mm. on his mm. Instagram so I think he I think he saw it coming well obviously he saw it coming he's, he's an expert against sacked let's have it mm. right you know he knows what he's doing he's getting a bit he's getting 16 million from what I believe if he doesn't take a job during mm. his gardening leave as Spurs like to call it um so you know I don't think he'd be allowed to say anything until that garden leads over a bit like Pochettino so, you know, that's where, again, Daniel Levy's quite clever in those law, you know, sort of whatever he puts into contracts and stuff like that. Yeah. If you look at him on Friday night at the bench, he didn't look interested. He'd mm. got what I call a thousand metre stare. It was just like, what's going on around me? I really can't control this. And I think, I think mentally, I think I'd actually, I felt worried for him because I thought he was under so much stress that that mm. showed on Friday. And I think it's probably affected his mental health. I know he knows all about him, but I genuinely thought, oh, I reckon he's, I reckon he's struggling here, boys, you know? So, so just He looks like a ruined man, doesn't he? He did. Yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. And oh, come on, James. No. Get paid for any round week, mate. I know, I know, I know. But I know, I know. And I hate, I hate saying stuff like this, but... I still, they are human beings at the end of the day. And I know they get paid a lot of money yeah. and stuff like that. But, and, and, and it's such a hard, like one of our players said to us on Saturday, who doesn't normally, who's normally on the pitch, but he was injured and he's also a, a physio. So he came and did the physio for us. And he turned to us and went, it is absolutely uh what did he say rich about like we, the, the we, tension. Were literally, we were literally about three minutes into the game and he goes i don't know how you guys deal with this it's such a <laughs> like, <roller coaster." laughs> and he was basically saying what a roller coaster of emotions and i kind of get what you know at the top level it must be so hard Absolutely. For those but emotions but they, you know like like rich said you are getting paid the big money to yeah, do that. know, that's effectively his job every job's hard you know we've all got bosses <laughs> we've all got bosses that you know you might not like or that you know ride your back all the time but it's what you get paid for you pick your check up at the end of the day but I, what i found interesting today was that the players that actually came out and said thank you um were the players you expect to so the ones that yep. had had been good under him you know harry kane son lucas um, Hoybier, I saw one from Eric Dyer, we'll excuse him from it. But what what I meant was is that 
the players that cause half the problems, the average players in our squad that seem to have the very, very loud voices and had the very same loud voices with Pochettino when they decided they didn't like the double sessions and things like that. They're the ones that, very, that keep very, very quiet. But I guarantee you, they do not keep quiet in front of Daniel Levy and behind closed doors. And this is the problem for any new manager that comes in. He has to take the same stance that Pochettino did when he came in and got rid of all of that bad energy, all the toxicness got to go and it's seeped back in and that is what happens when you don't refresh the squad they get complacent they get lazy they think that they're just entitled to sit there and pick up the paycheck and just put whatever if they don't like something that, that a gaffer says they'll just they'll just put no effort in and i think we saw yeah. that a lot on friday night for, for me i was watching some highlights um this morning watching like serge Aurier like barely track back and just look disinterested and, and for me the, these are players that outdate Mourinho. these are players that with Aaron Pochettino and I think that there's there's a lot to be answered for and of course the buck will always stop with the manager and I've always said it's not just Jose's fault Jose is part of it the board are heavy 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 part of it and always have been and the squad because half those players were still there under Pochettino half of them weren't good enough when he was there and he made them pay he made them play above their pay grade you know respectively so for me whoever comes in next you've got to have the same approach get rid of half of that squad and, it, and yeah, if they've got this, if they've, if they've got this 300 mil, billion pounds from this ESL, there's absolutely no excuses. And it's not about signing a superstar. I don't care about that. I just want to sign players that want to play for the club, yeah. pay for the play for the badge and actually want to put a shift in and don't think they're, they're better than the manager. Because realistically, Jose Mourinho, whether you like him or not, he's won countless trophies. You know, three Premier League titles he's won. He's not a bad manager, let's put that straight. But the problem is today, player power is completely different to when he was first at you know, at Chelsea or at Inter or Madrid. Totally different game now. And I think when people say he hasn't adapted his game, okay, yeah, his tactics are sometimes outdated, but I don't think he's adapted his management style because players have the loudest voice yeah. these days. And it's so wrong. But this is, again, this is money. This is greed. And this is what it will do. It's a man. It's a, it's a, it's a nice guy. It's, it's almost like that... Um sort of man management style now. I kind of think Harry Redknapp would be perfect for this kind of football now because pl players end up loving Harry because of the way he is and stuff like that. And, you know, you get the same with, you know, with Jürgen Klotz, people, you know, their play the players absolutely adore Jürgen and, and Pochettino was another one that obviously went stale because of the amount, because we didn't rotate the squad. Um, but it's, yeah, I just think it's, uh, it's unfortunate that he's, he's, um, and I said it on the last pod, I think he's now suited for international football, where it's mm. less time with players and um, go and watch as much football as you want and one-off games and stuff like that. I think he's suited for that now, Mourinho. I just wanted to but... touch back on something from the, uh, Sorry, from the game on Friday. And all of you will probably know as soon as I say it, there was that clip of Levy on his phone looking head mm. down for about 20 seconds. Yeah. Now, I, I actually made the joke at the time. I took, a, I took a photo of it and said it was like Levy texting the accountant and did like how much it would cost the sack. Yeah. But that, that's exactly what it looked like. I think like, throughout the game, Levy's gone, this is fucking shite. <laughs> need to get rid well, of it. I'd be, I'm worried it took that long for him to notice what was actually going on on the pitch. But I, what, what makes me laugh, right, is that let's say we're in this ESL, let's say it all goes ahead and we've got all this like amazing money, which we we'll probably will see none of. But let's hypothetically say that we've got this in a blank checkbook. You've just sacked a checkbook manager. 
right? So <laughs> the one thing, the one thing he's good at is actually making signings of, of, you know, big, big names and things like that and spending the money well where it needs to be spent. So you just sacked the guy that probably would have done that with that money to bring in someone like potentially an Argelsman who was like Pochettino who would have just done it on a budget anyway. Yeah. Just the logic of this club sometimes. I think this leads perfectly on to where we want to go to next with yeah. us. Um, who who we would like to come in next. Let's start with Shano. Um, I know it's a bit on the spot, Shane. We had this no. conversation on the last pod as well, but uh, who would <laughs> and you, you know like I'm gonna to you know I'm gonna rip you in this, Shane, if you say that <laughs> certain person. No, no. <laughs> I would love Brendan Rogers as before. Yeah. Um 100%. chance of him coming. I think with the European Super League, I think it changes things up a bit. Does the brand of Spurs to managers become more attractive because there's more money to spend? Um, it's going to be interesting to know their views. There, there could be managers that turn their back on it and don't want to be associated. But w- with all the money now involved, can a manager, you know, who's manager of Leicester City, not involved in the European Super League, reject the potential of having countless money to spend in the, in the transfer window? So I would love Rogers to come. I think he plays with a attacking identity he's got his identity he won't change wherever he goes he's proven that so I'd quite like him to come in and shake things up um the person that I think we'll get and a realistic Tottenham signing is going to be the current Southampton manager Ralph Huffenhutl no um god no son that's what I see as a realistic (laughs) Tottenham target and who we're going to end up with okay what about you Dave well because I like up-to-date facts, I've actually just gone on to the betting sites to see what the odds are. Nagelsmann's 4-1, Rogers 8-1, Ancelotti 12-1, Allegri 12, Simone 12s, Nuno, not for me at all, 14-1, Rafa, not for me, 14s, and Gerard 14s. Thinking That's about quite it, an open market, isn't it? It is. It, yeah, there's no real favourite there, is there? Personally, no. it, I mean, time instincts, because... You'd like to think the season's coming to an end. We've already identified people we're going to get rid of, people we want to sign in the new summer, in the summer. Yes, yeah, so all of a sudden, all of those plans are now gone to pot. So I knew I was going to be asked this question, and I would go for, if I had my choice, Brendan Rogers. I wanted him when he was at Swansea to come to us, and he didn't. Same. But why Same. would he leave Leicester? We're going to play Champions League in an FA Cup final. You know, it's only going to be for the money, isn't it? And so... That's my answer, Brendan Rogers. I'm I'm a bit of a sort of Spurs man here, as in like I would always say Spurs is a much bigger job than Leicester. I know they won the league, but it, it, for, for, but for me it is. Rich Spittles, who do you reckon, mate? Um, who would you like? I'd like Brendan Rogers. Um, I think he's got a likable guy as well, to be honest with you. You know, and he's always done, done a decent job wherever he's gone. Um, I think the players would want to play for him as well. Um, but do you know, in, in general, like, like I said last time, you know, I. I I just want someone who's just, you know, going to get the team together, get that unity there, get a bit of identity in the club back, you know, play good football as well. Um, and just, 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 just get, uh, just make us fans happy again. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it, it has been a bit of a miserable old time, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, like I say, just get that togetherness again, get the respect for the fans back and just, yeah, it's, yeah, because, you know, there's been a lot of love lost over this, I think, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, just, yeah, just just get that good vibe, get that good feeling back again. One rumour I've heard is Jürgen Klinsmann, which is a bit of a strange one, but um, Abby, thoughts? I, I just was, not. I wasn't trying, I wasn't being rude, not listening to you. I was just reading a statement by the Trust, which I thought was a great statement they put out. 
um, you know, basically saying this is just absurd. People ruining a 139 year history for their own yeah. good. Um, who would I like? Um, I, again, Brendan Rogers. I think that Brendan Rogers is the top manager. Um, I think that he'd be crazy to leave Leicester personally. Um, they've got a fantastic board. Um, they've got a really good thing going, good players. They work really hard for the manager. You never really see any problems at Leicester. They're a good together squad. Um, but for me, I would like him. I think he'd actually be a very good fit for the club, play good football, kind of what we'd all want to see. Um, I don't I don't know too much about this guy from Leipzig. I mean, only when they've played against us, really, mm. um, and what everyone goes on and on about, um, and the fact that he's a, a potch kind of manager. Um but then I would argue I would just rather have Poch back if I was yeah. going to go down that road. I'd rather have the original and the real thing. Um, other than that, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about Nuno from time to time. No. But I just, for, for me, I think that we need to be looking. If, Like I said earlier, if we're doing this ESL, then I don't necessarily want a project. I don't think we need to have a project in, in that sense. I think that we need someone that's already established. Um, someone that has already played against all these teams a lot of times got the experience in order to do so um, and also is good with recruitment. So regardless of actually who we get in, I actually think the recruitment side of our club is the most important thing. Um, and right. I think, the uh, sorry, who was it that left and went to Leipzig? Paul Mitchell. Paul, Paul Mitchell, Mitchell, thank you. Yeah, Paul Mitchell. I'd be more interested in getting Paul Mitchell back or someone like that because for me, I look at who Steve Hitchens signed out of the, let's call it 25 players he signed, you could probably count about five that have actually been worth anything. So all seemed to go downhill when Paul Mitchell left. So that's uh, that's where I'd be putting my focus on getting someone that's actually good at recruitment um, and can and can look to the future, not just in terms of youth and hope it works out, but someone that is also, you know, might not break the bank for them, but is a good enough player that we don't have to like query spending 50 million on. We can just do it. And we know it's going to be a good buy, a worthwhile buy, and go straight into the side and actually benefit us. Not someone we have to watch and hope it pans out okay. Yeah. Gambo, let's hear your opinion on this, mate. Let's have... So, obviously, my number one would be Brendan Rodgers. Um, you know, I've, I've listened to Brendan several times in the odd webinar and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, being a coach, I, you know, I follow coaches, um, tend to have quite a good opinion on most coaches in, in world football. Um, Brendan Rogers is the kind of man you would want at your football club. He's a development coach uh, rather than your big top money coach. So Brendan Rogers will have a philosophy rather than actually a, a style of play. So it's all about the philosophy and the culture within the club rather than the actual on the field, believe it or not. So Brendan has Brendan gave up football at 20 years of age and, and ended up becoming a coach back off of, off the back of that um, around the Reading area. Um, he watched football religiously. Then he went to Chelsea, et cetera, and so on and so forth. So obviously Brendan's learned a few things, but his main thing is developing players rather than actually going out and buying so many players. So where we were saying about maybe this, the Super League is um, whether Brendan would be that kind of manager you would want for that. That's that's my little thing on that. Julian Nagelsmann, I've followed him since Hoffenheim. Um, when when he was there, he was a very young coach then. I think I believe it was 31 when he became a coach at Hoffenheim. Um, uh, he plays a very different style of football uh, to a lot of managers. Um, uh, you know, obviously, Yabi did say sort of 
plays a little bit like Poch. Um, he's, I would say he's a little bit more Jurgen Klopp-like um, in terms it's very fast-paced. It's very uh, numbers-up-the-field type game um, with, you know, that sort of Genga pressing. Um, he presses from all sorts of areas, which is very, you know, very different. Um, look, it's it's my, my, my personal, I think we go Julian Nagelsmann. Um, I think it's fresh. Um, I don't think we'll get Brendan Rodgers because I think he's still within his plan of um, Leicester City. I don't, I don't think he would come. I believe the last time he didn't want to come, like Barney, like Dave was saying, um, um, we wanted him when it was at Swansea. I believe there was talks and I believe he just didn't want to come because he didn't want to work with Levy. Now that is a rumour uh, because of the money situation and, and, and how it's, how it's all works. Unfortunately, I would like Paul Mitchell back, but that's not going to happen because I believe he fell out with Levy due to a money. Um, and and uh, not all of Mitchell's actually actually worked. He did bring in some <laughs> some rubbish as well. But I think that happens at every single football club. It's it, you know signing players is very very difficult. As you know, Sean Dyche and people like that were alluded to. It's very difficult to to bring in players, especially if you have to have a sell on value and stuff like that. And it's, it's but. Overall, I think we go Julian Nagelsmann. I wouldn't go down the line of an Allegri. Um, simply doesn't speak a lot of English. Um, he's only really worked in Italy. Yes, he's played champ. You know, yes, he's been successful and he's had Champions League football and stuff like that. But I, I again, I think we're probably possibly going down a Mourinho route w- with that. Hasn't really had many offers since, has he? Put it that way, mm. since Juventus. Apparently, he's very hard to deal with. He is another Mourinho character. Um, he is very, um, you know, results driven and stuff like that. So that that wouldn't work. But so in my personal opinion, I would go down Julian Nagelsmann route. I think he's fresh. I think it's something the players that would would like, uh, especially the young players. Um, and he again works with players that he can get for cheap and players that need improving. And again, I think he is a little bit more of a development coach, a bit like Brendan. So. I would go for Julian Nagelsmann as much as I'd like Brendan Rodgers, but I don't know whether it's the right fit for the football club, believe it or not. What did you, uh, what did you all make of the, of the Maurizio Sarri links? Because I was seeing quite a few of them the other day. I'm thinking absolutely not. You want to get rid of one Chelsea gaffer to bring another. I've had enough of that. I want to stop that comparison now. We've had AVB. We've had Jose, please no more. Next, it'll be Frank Lampard. I was going to say, it'll be John, Ter- John Terry next. John Terry, yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'll have my Jody, two pennies with Jody Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my two pennies just quickly. And honestly, uh, I don't really care. I would just say to Harry Kane, I'll pull him in and say, Harry, who do you want? <laughs> and go and get him. Because that's, that's all, that is all that we should be worrying about for the next five years, is Harry Kane. But for me, I'd just say, Harry... Who do you want? Yeah, okay, we'll get him. Done. See you later. Well, I heard something on the radio earlier. I think, you know, it's Adrian Durham, so take this with a pinch of salt. Um, he said to a Tottenham fan on the radio, um, I'd be more worried about Harry Kane leaving now than ever, now that Jose's gone. Hmm. I don't he's know. Just, he's just Maybe. a wind-up merchant. I, everything yeah. he says, I just... Yeah, just, he just but it did it get me... It, it got me thinking, like, does he? Yeah. Should we be more worried? Or does Harry hold the strings to everything now? But from what I was aware of, Harry Kane very much liked playing under Jose Mourinho. Yeah. He had no issue with him whatsoever. 
Um, I mean, he's he's managed to improve improve the unimprovable because he was that good before, <laughs> and he's now you know insane. Um, so from what I was aware of, Harry really enjoyed being under Jose. Same with a lot of the more professional characters at the club, you know, the Larices, the Sons, um, you know, even Hoybier. Um, yeah. And I actually think the people that have actually had pretty good seasons, they're the ones have, who've actually done well under Mourinho. But it's, that's, the, that's the thing. It, it's a team sport. And if five of you like the manager and <laughs> the other 20 don't, then something's got to give regardless if Harry Kane wants it or not but this is where the Super League gets interesting because if Harry Kane is leaving to play Champions League football well effectively the the Super League kind of gets rid of Champions League football anyway so there's no debate over that anymore he can't say he's not playing with the best clubs in the world because he'll be playing with you know the Juves the Madrids the Barca's whatever Um, and he'll also probably have a much higher wage because we'll have all that money and we'll have a whole different wage structure so in terms of Harry, if this all goes how they want it to go to plan, there's no argument for that anymore. He's not exactly going to leave Spurs to go and join Everton and play against Getafe, is he, in the Champions League? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so is that that's that's the thing. That's where it's like, okay, he's probably not happy they've got rid of Jose. He probably wasn't happy they got rid of Poch in the first place either. But no. if, if now this is coming into play and it, it's going to go forward, potentially, then... It kind of takes that whole "all I have to go elsewhere to play Champions League football" debate off the table. Yeah, I agree. I know. Yeah, I think just to add to that as well, like Kane cannot say he's wanting to join Madrid or City now because since he was a kid, he's dreamt of winning the European Super League. We <laughs> <laughs> so can't have none of that either. Oh, here's just an interesting take on it quickly before I ask something else. If the European Super League does go ahead, if then if then UEFA and FIFA ban them players from playing for for the national side, do you think that changes someone like Harry's decision? Mm. It's, a, it's a big call to make, isn't it? Massive I, one, isn't it? But where'd you go, that, Rich? How, how is Leicester. it, how is it legal? Know. How is it legal to do that? Like, just, I mean, there must, it can't be legal to do that, you know, to, no, to ban. No, you wouldn't have thought so, no. It, it can't be. I mean, look, there's a lot of threats going around today. Everyone's mm. hot-headed, you know, in the yeah. last 24 hours. But, you know, to say, oh, we're going to kick you out of the Premier League. Okay, they may be able to pick you up, kick you out of the Premier League. But I don't see, in my, just from looking at it, this, this ball has obviously been rolling for a long time. You know, you can go back to 2019 where the Super League first, like, was spoken about and then it kind of just hushed away but like they've come two years later and basically announced what's going on so they must have already gone through the legal process of what all the other foundations could do to affect them they must have gone through what legs they have and they don't have to stand on and Mm. clearly the ball is obviously very far down the line when you see today you know Juve and United all pulling out of that um, UEFA thing so there's obviously not much they can do they're gonna look for loopholes of course they are but Mm. How can you threaten to ban individual players who play for a club from their from their national team? You can't do I, that. I, against the law. From what I believe, it can't be done. According to FIFA Pro, who is obviously the professional, I believe the professional footballers, the equivalent to the um, you know the PFA. PFA in the world, it can't be done. Uh, for, for I don't think it can. They can stop you playing for an international football. Um, so. That that's I'm sure that's these conversations sort of have been had. I mean, oh, of course, they're not stupid. Look at the people involved. The Look at yeah. the people involved with it. I mean, we're talking about the most elite 
you know, people they in managed football. managed to persuade JP yeah. Morgan to stump up three billion. So it must be pretty, <laughs> must be pretty far, far down. down the yeah. line. They didn't just um, wake up yesterday and say, let's just hit, we're just going to join a new <laughs> league. And, you know, they, they, this, this is very, very far gone, you yeah. know, and things yeah. have been in place. They have the best legal teams, the best of everything. And they would have yeah. done, I, so, I reckon they've already dotted T's and crossed I's on all of it. Yeah. So. So, let's so move, Rich, should we, uh, let's should yeah. we move on to the I want to move, I want to move on to the cup final now quickly. So Ryan Mason, who we believe will be in charge, um, he's been thrown in the deep end today <laughs> on a Monday on a, on a on a Monday morning. Ryan, go and sort the first team out. You're only 29, but you're fine. Um, how do we all think he'll go? Personally, I, I'll just say my bit quickly. Personally, I, I just think he'll go. Bale, Delhi, Sun Kane, go and play. That's what I think he'll do. Dave, well, it's it's a win-win, isn't it, for everyone? Win-win for Levy because he's got rid of got rid of Jose. So, and if we win it, happy days. I, I'm personally just let him get on with it. Let him do what he wants to do. I think he'll play Delhi. I think he'll yeah, play all, all the boys. He's sort of like he knows they're going to put a shift in for him because it's a cup final. They should all be putting a shift in. Um, and I would imagine that we won't see much Gallic influence. I would imagine that he'll go. Yeah, he'll just go with the boys he knows and trusts. Uh, and I think the fans will support him wherever he does. Yeah, and, yeah fair play to him. Of course, with all of us, we all like a good story, don't we? Mm. So, therefore, mm-hmm. what better story than Ryan Mason oh. putting one over on Pep, us winning the cup, going <laughs> mental, you know? So, it's all like, so, you know, hey, it just, it just, because we, I'm starting to believe again. I don't care who the manager <laughs> is on Sunday, but I'm starting to believe we could do it. <laughs> Spittles, what do you reckon? What difference a week, mate? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd be great, you know. Everyone knows Ryan Mason. You know, he always put a shift in for us as well. And obviously, you know, it's unfortunate <laughs> what happened to him. Um, it, it'd be great, it'd great for him to win it for us. You know, Spurs boy through and through. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, like, like I say, it, it makes. I know obviously that you know there's just the backlash because of the Super League, but I think now that Mourinho isn't there, I think. There's going to be a bit of a better atmosphere, then people are going to be a little bit more behind everything now, and you know, be more of a unified front, uh, uh, such. And you know, everyone will get behind Mason, and you know, let's let's hope we do it for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just thinking, like, I, I can just see the likes of Wink starting. I, I can see Tanganga going at right back. I just think you'll have that faith in the youth players that he's known for a few years, worked with people like Bale in the past. I can just see him trusting him. Shane, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I think just what we touched on earlier, I think Jose, we all thought when he came in, he's just not Tottenham. Ryan Mason 100% is. Um, I think he's he's quite well attached with the fans still. He'd have been reading what's going on, what everyone's thoughts were recently. I think you see Bale back in the team, whether he starts, I think he'll play a big part. Delhi as well. I think we'll go out there, we'll play, we'll play attacking football. I don't think the players are going to be scared. There's a lot of players that have got a lot to prove, whether it be for Ryan Mason for the rest of the season or for the next manager. So I think we're just going to go out there. I'm, I'm feeling a lot more positive about it. I don't think we're going to take that sit back approach and hope we nick one. I think he's, I think he's going to go for it. And I think the players will be very pumped up going onto that field on Sunday. What do you reckon, Abby? As similar to to Shane and the guys, I think that I've just got this. I, I think I said it last week. I had a feeling we were going to win in a negative sense because I thought we'd be there next season. But I still think we're going to win. I think that it will be poetic justice in a way that. He'll come in, he'll be there five days and he'll probably have more success than any manager in the last 20 years, um, <laughs> bar, bar one day Ramos. But I think that, you know, like he said, he'll put in, I think Bale will pro- probably start. We'll see Bale, Kane's on, assuming Kane's, Kane's fit. Um, Harry Winks, yeah, I think he'll be in there. 
agree with, about Tanganga. Um, I think that they'll just, I think they're just going to probably play really well. And it's, we're all going to sit there and go, well, why haven't you done that for the last four months of the season? Because it's just yeah. be typical and it's going to annoy you, but they're going to win the trophy. So you're going to be really happy. And then come <laughs> like Monday night, you'll be thinking, well, that's really pissed me off because we could have, we could have, we could have still been, you know, third or fourth. Um, mm. But it should be interesting. I'm all for it seeing Ryan Mason come in. I think that while the club is just in this little bit of limbo at the minute with what direction it's going to go in with, with the ESL and, and now for the for the last few games, don't bother getting anyone in. Just just have Ryan Mason. And they can't play any worse than they have been playing realistically. So yeah. just give it to the boy. He absolutely loves Tottenham. Just let him yeah. have his moment. It, the good also uh, spills. I'll move on to you, mate, just quickly. Obviously, we, it is Ryan Mason, but he is he is co-doing it with Chris Powell, um, which is which is a really really good thing as well. Chris has been around Spurs now for. What, maybe this season and last as well, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Chrissy's around England camps as well. He knows all the England players, very respected as well. Um, he's you know, he's done jobs at the likes of uh Charlton Huddersfield. So it's good that someone like Chris Powell is also there. Obviously, Ledley's now gonna be there as well, still learning. Um, obviously a lot a lot of people are like, Well, why isn't Ledley sacked? Are you really gonna sack Ledley King? No. For the start, people were like, well, why is the defence not great? And I'll tell you why, because Ledley has been watching and learning and stuff like that. That's the reason why Ledley's there. He wasn't he wasn't a first-team coach as such. He was there to do the odd uh, session or anything like that. So it'd be great to see Ledley on there with Ryan and Chrissy Powell as well, um, which, you know, they need that bit of experience because, you know, Ryan is 29, the same... Well, you know, he came up for the same ranks as Harry Kane. I also believe he will play... I think he will play Bale. Um, I think he will play Delhi. Um, 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 but I still also think they, you know, we do need to realise we are still playing Manchester City. Um, De Bruyne or no De Bruyne and the keeper as well is out from what I believe as well. So, yeah, we're still playing Man City. So there's still got to be that defensive element to it. So whether, you know, it depends how much Ryan's been around the, the first team you know, day to day, because he isn't going to possibly, he may know, he may talk to Harry or whoever, or Hugo or anyone like that, that he knows really well and say, who have been the guys that have been dicking about? Who are the guys that have been whispering behind backs and leaking stuff to the press and shit like that? Cause he may just turn around and go, I don't want none of that. That's not Tottenham. So we may see something completely different. So yeah, the only thing is I know he's probably good. Very good. He's definitely very good mates with Deli Ali. Um, Ryan Mason, 100%. Um, and obviously, he's very good mates with Harry Kane and he's probably good mates with Gareth Bale as well and, you know, being in the same team. So, uh, Spit, would you want to say something, man? Uh, I'm, I'm going to put a negative spin on this, um, as always do with Spurs anyway. Going to Man City, obviously, when they lost um, the semi-final to Chelsea, I, I went, we are definitely not going to win that next Sunday. Even, mm. even if there was any hope, I was just... They're going to be. A li- I think they'll be a little bit wounded after that, and I think they'll be wanting to make a point of, 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 of beat. You know, you know, w- w- winning, winning against us, regardless of you know whether Mason's there or not. I, I just think that, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd like to think that that, that we'd win the game. Um, you know, again, uh, last time, you know, heart and head. Um, heart says one nil Spurs, but my, my head says three nil City. I see what you mean, but I also think they're going to have a very big eye on Tuesday. They're playing yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Yeah, so, yeah that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for yeah, me, fair point. Look, and that's I, the bigger I game. It's, yeah. it's such a big game. And obviously they've yeah. got a fantastic squad. It doesn't really matter who they put out. But I just have this 
feeling that they're gonna their attention is really gonna be on that game. And especially if this ESL goes ahead, which is now in every question, if it goes ahead, this is probably gonna be their last chance in the in the Champions League. So they're gonna want to win it and put everything into yeah. it. Um, which again, I think bodes in our favour. Are they going to care about not winning the Carabao Cup? Probably not. Probably not. It's, a, it's really insignificant to them. They've won it so many times. Um, the FA Cup probably would have been more of a annoyance to them, um, you know, after going out to Chelsea. But I just think with one eye on on that two days yeah. later, I just they think that bodes for the Champions really, League, didn't they? Yeah, and that, that's what yeah. they've always wanted. It's what Pep wants, you know, to, to come and win it with, with City. It's what the owners want. And if that ESL goes ahead. There's no problem. There's probably no Champions League for us. That won't that won't be it as we know it anymore. It will be the Super League. So they'll really want that Champions League, and I just think they may take their eyes slightly off the ball come Sunday with that two days later. And they also don't want to slip up in the Premier League as well. I mean, they are eight points clear. I completely get that. But United are in very very good form, mm. and you know the odd you start losing a game and it's down to five points then that starts to worry him. So I I do also think that this Sunday is the least uh, least important game in their current fixtures coming up. And I, I think they will play a bit top pit part team, but we all know that a bit part Manchester City team would still probably finish in the top six. So um, yeah, it's still going to be an incredibly difficult game. But no, I get where you're coming from. Um, it was, I was a bit bit worried when, um, when uh, obviously they beat Chelsea. Uh, sorry, when Chelsea beat beat yeah. City, um, but I also think Chelsea are quite a decent side as well at the moment under Tuchel, which is the person I actually wanted at Tottenham. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Rich, carry on. Mate. Yeah, let's just move on to a bit about the ESL now. Um, the oh, news to come out yesterday: Spurs being one of the founder members um, into this uh, almost European NFL equivalent, like a franchise league almost. Um, I just want to give my thoughts and then, and then we'll come around to you guys. I just, you know, Spurs are, Spurs would... would uh, one, I, I don't quite know how we got into it. Two, being in it, we're probably never going to win it. So then does the Premier League become almost pointless because we're not going to win that? <laughs> so what are we playing for? I, I just... I, I, it, I, it is all about money. Of course it is. But... As a fan, I mean, it's just a, it's just pointless. Shana, talk to me. Yeah, I just, I echo that a bit. I just think, you know, come December when we're sort of in the mix in the Premier League and we sort of, we're sitting sixth, we're sitting fifth, we're quite a few points off the top. What's it matter about pushing up that table and finishing third and second? And if you're not going to get relegated, I don't see the difference between finishing seventeenth and third anymore. Um, so you, you know. With the European Super League, will there be clauses in there that if you finish sort of 15th or 12th, you know, by finishing those three higher places, you may get more prize money. So will we prioritise finishing sort of 12th in a European Super League over third in a Premier League? That, that, that worries me in the unknown. Um, transfers, we've spoken about someone who, you know, is going to be good at recruitment to sort of bolster that squad. But how much of that 325 million that we're reportedly getting every year are we realistically going to spend on transfers? Mm. Barely any, I reckon. Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a shambles. I think the stadium's going to be full of tourists and not Spurs fans on those like sort of special European nights that we know them. I don't think I think that's going to go. I think so. Yeah, it worries me a lot. It's not it's not a good time for football. Surely, hey, after a few, you... yeah, sorry, go. 
surely after a few years, though, you know, when the novelty of the um, European Super League, you know, just just say it's three seasons in, surely there's a, a you know a novelty that, that that will wear off, and and these fixtures will just become the norm then, and it, it just yeah, the, the novelty factor will wear off um, quite quite quickly, I think, to be honest with you. But it hasn't worn off in the NFL for 50, 60 odd years. I, I just think that American supporters are very, very different to, to English when you've grown up with football as it is. I was, I was watching an interview today with a guy from, I think he was from Fox Sports, and he said, you know, the concept of relegation and promotion in the US is like absurd. Like, why would you ever want to see your team get, you know, relegated? They, they, they don't care. They're happy to watch their side finish bottom every year, but they're still in the same league. And this this is the problem. Like you said, it's become a bit like an NFL franchise, but it's just not what us supporters, us English, British people have been brought up with. It's all about competition. And in this Super League, there's no competition in it because it's, 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 it's what's the point of it? And like, oh. like, Shane, like Shane touched on, like with the Premier League, you know, let's say City win it and we finish fourth. Okay, so does City get to keep the Premier League title? Do they? There'll be no Champions League football for us because we've been in a separate league. You can't play Euro Super League, Premier League, Champions League football, Carabao Cup, FA Cup. You can't do everything. So surely the Champions League goes. So then, if City win the league, let's say Leicester finish second, who aren't in the Super League, do they then take? Are they the winners? You know, if Spurs finish fourth, we can't have Champions League because they're in the Super League. Does that go to fifth? Someone like Southampton, who aren't in the Super League. So then what's the point of the Premier League? It would be suited to have the Super League, then have the Premier League with the leftover 14 teams or, or add some more from the Championship. But then that destroys the whole pyramid because you're just devaluing football from every level. You're effectively pushing the leagues down. So the Premier League becomes the Championship. The Championship becomes League One. And then it's just absurd, absolutely absurd. And it does nothing but benefit the teams that are in it. Correct. And hey, but there's a there's oh, a more there's a more seasoned Spurs fan. What are your thoughts on it? It's not for me. Um, I mean, you know, I, for me, I, I enjoy the home games with all the tourists that are in there. Nothing makes my heart sink more than someone walking past me with a pizza. You know, it's <laughs> not football, but, it's, um, but it's you know, for me, it's all about the away games. You know, I want to go. I want to go away. So me and Jambo went to Tranmere and went to Cup. You know. And I don't want to go European away. I don't want to go to the same place every time. I want to go Katafi. I want to go, you know, oh, you know I was in there Zagreb. I'd love to go to Zagreb. You know, so, so for me, it's, I don't want to be playing the same teams. Ever. What's the point? You know, and, and, and we've got to have something to play for. You know, what is like, like you know, we need to beat Southampton tomorrow for the chance of us getting the Europa League. You know, that's, you know that, that, there's got to be some other game. I want to watch it with. With interest, I don't want to think. Oh, but if we get dicked, it don't matter because actually, you know, we're going to be we're going to be actually, or we're going to be all right with it next week, mm. you know. And so I want, I want, I want to feel as though we're actually playing for something. Yeah, we can't be like America because my understanding is I'm not a great American football expert, but the team that finishes last gets the pick of the best best player the next season. Correct. Well, actually, that ain't going to happen, is it? You know, so <laughs> so so we can't be like America because that's not going to be. That system to try and keep everyone level mm. and interested. So for me, I probably wouldn't. And I, you know, I missed the European away for a while. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't go to any of the European Super League aways because what's the point, you know? And probably not even. I'd probably sell my seat for the um, put it on the exchange 
for that because it's just nothing to play for. And I don't have to see what are we going to end up playing for. I can see us putting a team of kids out in the Premier League because it's, it don't matter, you know. So, so there's a lot, a lot of questions for fans yeah. to to answer. And I just want to one of my men today, Sports Bristol City. He said, "I've got a dream. Bristol City could actually end up in the Champions League one year." So well, that's died now, isn't it? You know, that's what football's about. It's dreaming. Yeah. We all dream about what we want to achieve, what our clubs want to get, you know, what we want to do, we want to be there and have the you know, experience highs and the lows. Well, for me, it's just like, well, well, we're all right. We're going to get relegated, so nothing to worry about. And, you know, we ain't going to win it, are we? Let's face it. You know, the only thing that Lev has actually done is work miracles to get us in the top 12. <laughs> just let's face it. There's two teams that don't belong there. And actually, you could even argue Man City don't belong there because they ain't won a lot. Yeah, you could say yeah. Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea are absolutely—they've played blinders to get. Uh, sorry, not Chelsea, Man City have done paid blinders to get them in there on their records. Mm. But hey, mm. I've talked for too long. Sorry. Nah, it's well. I obviously, Rich, you know my feelings on it. I've been pretty vocal on 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 Twitter throughout today. I'm absolutely furious. I think it stands against everything that English football is about. For me, Spurs will now just become an existence because it's completely pointless. Like, 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 like Dave was saying, you're just going to go there and you'd be like, "Well, it doesn't matter if we lose or win," because we're still going to get 300 million every year or 325 million every year. Mm. And then you're like, "Where does the English football's always been about integrity, competition, relegation, rivalry?" You know. Does do Arsenal Tottenham games matter more in the Super League or do they matter more in the Premier League? Because in the Premier League it doesn't really matter because we've got we're not fighting for anything. Because exactly you know, like you say, Super League. Well, exactly. West I I don't get how it's gonna work. No. And I don't I just don't get it overall. I just do not get I get the whole point because it's all a money making fucking scheme. It's been brought in by the Americanized uh, Americans to Americanize uh soccer and it, it, it just won't work. It just, well, it obviously is going to work um, because it's coming in. There's no doubt about it. They haven't got this far for him to turn no. around. I heard Simon Jordan say something earlier where he felt like it's just pushing and pushing and pushing where they can just simply go, oh, we're not going to do it anymore. We'll be back in the ECA. We let us back in because of the ECA going to turn around to those 12 clubs who are the biggest clubs in the world in this thing and say, no, you can't come back in with all that money. Because money makes the world go round. Money makes football at the moment. We all know that. It's an absolute tragedy. Um, my thoughts on it was that we should be absolutely protesting this. Um, because I, uh, it, I, I was, I was, I wasn't crying, but I was emotional talking to my missus earlier. She asked because she didn't know a lot about it, and I said to her, oh, "I said woman. this is, yeah, well, fuck, yeah, I let, I let loose." <laughs> um, she's like, "I only asked." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just I was so emotional because I haven't been able to tell someone like this is how much the you know the English game means to me as much as I hate lo- hate I'd love to see West Ham not get Champions League football they completely deserve it you know if they did get it you know I think Liverpool winning tonight so um, but 1-0 yeah there you go I think I saw Sane score behind you mate <laughs> um, so um, uh, Sane Mane um, and um, yeah anyway I, I was absolutely completely 
furious. We have done, we've been, all been in group chats today, haven't we? All talking about it. You know, you have your group chats there and you're all chatting it. I've got a mate who's an Norwich City fan and I've got a mate who's a Liverpool fan. Okay. The Liverpool fan is absolutely furious. This isn't what Liverpool Football Club is all about. I completely agree with him. This isn't what Manchester United are all about. Um, it may be a little bit about City, maybe not to their fans and that, but the money involved. But these it is just being bought on by these American owners. I believe that it was actually, I believe it's Florentine Perez and Jay Glazer that brought this to these clubs. Um, I think that's why Tottenham are in there because of our special relationship after all these years. Um, I'm furious and, and we should be protesting this. Fans should be going to stadiums and voicing their concerns because it is an absolute disgrace and it's an absolute disgrace to English football. And I'm glad the government have got involved and I'm glad that everyone is against this. Gary Neville's absolutely right. It's franchise football. They are franchising football clubs. And he said, uh, I think it's Jamie Carragher that said, um, I think it's JP Henry, whoever it is that owns the Boston Red Sox that owns Liverpool said, you have won two trophies out of the, I think it's 26, how many Liverpool won? I couldn't, I can't tell you. You've won two trophies in your lifetime. There is 24 trophies that in history that Liverpool Football Club have won before you. You are using that history to franchise this football club. And it's an absolute disgrace. And he's absolutely right. Yeah, spot on, Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I totally agree with Jamie and about, you know, the protesting side of it. But I'm, unfortunately, I just think it's just falling on deaf ears. And this is not me saying that we shouldn't do anything as fans. But I just think that the way that these clubs, us. they don't. No. They they, honestly, they couldn't give a toss. Uh, fundamentally, no. we are customers. OK, and it's shit because that's not how you want to dream about how our football club is but unfortunately there's so much money in this game that we are just customers you know they can put whatever price on a season ticket because they know we're going to pay it you know they can they know our hard-earned money is going to be in their pockets at the end of each season and then they'll probably bring in that you have to have a super league season ticket and we're all stupid we're probably going to pay it because you have no choice it's your club at the end of the day and you support your club regardless because unfortunately these are owners. Owners will go at some point. These are just chairmen, board members. They'll go at some point. They're not the club, but the club will still be there regardless of what happens. And like you, like, like you said, it is a franchise and it is happening because there, it is just too lucrative. And unfortunately, I don't know who you blame as to what has happened to the game, the money in transfers, agents' fees, big consortiums, you know, countries coming in and owning clubs, but we've allowed this to happen. You yeah. know, UEFA can sit there and say, this is absurd what they're doing. They've allowed it. You know, the only one they've decided to take a moral high ground on is Newcastle and poor Newcastle <laughs> that they didn't get what, what they were dreaming of, what anyone would dream of, because we've seen what happens with, you know, the fairy tale of Man City. But we have allowed this to happen as fans. We've encouraged these big signings. We love it when a huge signing gets made. We go and buy the shirts. Look at, for example, Gareth Bale coming back. All of us couldn't wait to go and buy the shirt, 90 quid with an extra 20 quid on the back to get to get all your badges and everything. We endorse it because we love the club and they take advantage of that, you know, and unfortunately that is just the way it is. And it will always be that way. And, you know, when the Premier League began and, you know, Division One broke off and it became like that, that was another thing that was outrageous, but it didn't just include six teams and it didn't just, the, the money was at the time, mm. it was probably big money, but it's not money compared to what we're dealing with now. But Correct, yeah. as long as you support a football club, and you have it's very difficult to remember you support a club and not the people that are running the club. Um, but I just don't think it matters how many protests we do 
or, or what goes on. And I don't think it makes a difference if the government are involved. Like, like, like we said earlier, this is so far down the line already. Things have been looked at, legal things. I don't think it can be stopped. And quite frankly, I actually don't think any of those clubs involved will want it to be stopped. It's a massive benefit business-wise to every single one. And the whole point of making the Super League is that you have more stability. You know, you look at the league now and in the Premier League, anyone can kind of beat anyone. You're going to see West Ham finish probably top four. Um, and you, you see upsets all the time. And when you've always had those established clubs, like you had your Arsenal's, your United's, the Liverpool's, Spurs have sneaked in there. We weren't an established club. We were happy to finish top, we were happy to finish 10th. You know, you go back 20 years ago. So Spurs have done that. Everton are on the up and they're spending a lot of money to do that and build a new stadium. But these clubs want stability every year that they're going to be in the Champions League. When you just play in the Premier League, you don't get that stability because anyone can be anyone and you have to be on your A game every single week. So this is why they've done it, because they want the financial security to maintain themselves as the biggest clubs in the world. But look at the cost. It's co uh, look at what it costs. But those clubs won't care as long as they're getting their payout and they're getting the monetary rights that, you know, we're going to go and buy shirts. We're going to stick the telly on and watch it. You can't do anything to stop it unless everyone boycotts it. But there are four billion football fans in the world. And oh, family. yeah. That and growing is it's an impossibility to stop it, unfortunately. And it's just because it's just become so Americanized, like you said. And it will probably change again in another five, 10 years. And that it, will, it will just keep happening. The more and more money that gets put into football, the more and more this is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think, I, go on, Jam. So I was just going to say on the boycotting thing, I, I think, like you say, that's not going to work because you've got, like you say, Tottenham have got 80,000 people on a waiting list for a season ticket. And if you've been waiting for 20 odd years, are you going to give it up? No. Nah. So you're going, to, you're going to go and take it. And then it doesn't matter. If they doesn't go one day, a couple from America that are over for the weekend will have those seats. No problem. And I'll tell you what, they'll go and spend 200 quid in a club shop. They'll buy a pizza and sit next to Dave and Dave will get annoyed. And then you've got other people that, <laughs> and then you've got other tourists around because the average football fan, and this was my argument earlier, the average football fan, like your, your Spittles, your Shane, yourselves, everyone, you go there, you go to a pub maybe beforehand, you meet your mates, you go and have a pub, you arrive late into the stadium, you sit down, you watch the game and you go home. OK, because you don't spend because you have to go there 10, 12 uh, times a season to go and watch your uh, sorry, or 20 times a season to go and watch your, your team play. You're not going to spend £100 a game to or whatever in the club shop. You buy your stuff at the start of the season. That's it. So he wants those people that want to come in and buy stuff. So tourists are going to be the biggest problem because they're just going to take it. Like you say, you've got Manchester United have got about 7 million fans in China. So like, it's not going to bother the Glazers if, if Joe from Salford doesn't want to go to um, Man United anymore, even though he's been a season ticket for 20 years and they'll go and support Salford now. Ain't going to bother him. But that Joe, I'll tell you what, that Joe's got more integrity than, than most Man United fans if he does go and do that. And bloody respect to Joe if he ever does go and do that because that's real football. Yeah. Well, that's, that's real what, football. That's just something I wanted to touch on. Like, the last 10, 15 years, I haven't been able to get a Spurs scene ticket. So, I've resorted to go and watch Wickham every week, home and away, and, and obviously go Spurs when I can. So, But I've had so much fun with Wickham, so much fun. Just little things of being able to talk to the players, meet the manager, talk to the chairman, run on the pitch for a promotion. I've had so much memories going down two leagues, finding the local club, Wickham, who's only just down the road. And we've had so much fun doing it, Jambo, haven't we? It's been brilliant. Yeah. Where we haven't been able to get a season ticket. I would have loved one. You know, 15 years ago, I'd have loved a Spurs season ticket. 
Um, but now I'm, I'm I'm not even interested to be honest. So I'd rather stick to watching lower football live. I just prefer how how much better it feels and how on on their level because those players aren't like I know Wickham in the Championship now, but go back a year ago when they're in League One, League One, League Two. Those players they still have mortgages. They have they you know they're they're real. Their careers are on the yeah. line. Yeah, you know, every year they're they're fighting for a new contract wherever it'll be up or down the country. And that's I I, I can just I can just get on board of it a lot more than than, than where the high game's gone gone to. Yeah. I've got to say um, this. So my my favourite game, sorry, my favourite game mate. apart from Amsterdam away, obviously was under 23s, we went away to Luton. After walk through the houses to get to that away end. It's, a dog. It. it's like, it's the worst ground ever, but yeah. it felt like real football. That's proper football. My son, who's always, ever, only ever been to Tottenham with me, yeah, I said, this is what it used to be like, Joe. Mm. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we, you can sit where you want, you get behind the goalie, you just ooh the keeper, you know, all those sorts of things. Yeah, that was actually real football. We're not watching real football. We're watching, you know, we're watching a product. Uh, so That's right. It's, um, it's, a, it's a tough one. Come down to yeah. Wickham Day, we'll have you. So. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, right. I love Tottenham, and I'll never give up mm. supporting Tottenham Hotspur Same because yet. because it's in me. It's in my family and everything like that. It's been passed down from generations. My my granddad went when he was you know watching the old days of Alan Gilzean and stuff like that and Jimmy Greed so my, you know that's been passed down to me, and I will always support Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, and hopefully my daughter will and whoever. Um, but. You just get that little bit in where you go in. You've killed me. You've killed me inside with this today and yesterday. There's something inside me where you've gone. You've just sold. There's there was a quote from Dan Rowan, a, a you know, it's a BBC reporter, and there was something like an insider has said like that some of the owners couldn't give a shit, and they've lit and and they couldn't give a shit if some fans went away from the game, and they called they called us legacy fans. It made me feel sick. And they said, there's fans of the future that we're more interested in. That made me feel sick. Because there's the likes of Dave, there's the likes of Spittles who've been going for 30 years. Hard-earned money from these supporters who go on a Saturday because that's what they want to do on a Saturday. Because their life is the football club, as well as their life outside of the football club. But they love that on a Saturday to go on a, you know, the, 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 the English Saturday football or whenever it is. Obviously, Sky changed all that with all these kickoffs. But... Which we'll go on to, um, but that's that. Those legacy to call them legacy fans, like they haven't, like they've just meant something in the past, and then nothing to do with the football club now, is an absolute disgrace. Um, and and it, it makes me feel sick. Made me feel sick reading that, and I'm not the only one. I think. Go on, Spittles. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna have my say. It really. You know, I've actually felt like quite a bit of a broken man today, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. This thing has really, really demoralised me. Like, you know, I've, I've dedicated, you know, I mean, I mean, we were having this, you know, I've, I've dedicated my life to following Spurs up and down the country, Europe, all over the place a lot. You know, I've, I've, I've got, I've gone broke to go and watch a Spurs game. You know, I've prioritised going to a Spurs game, you know, week in, week out. And, you know, my whole life's revolved around it. And do you know what? For the first time ever, you know, and, and I think things have been on the decline, you know, with VAR and stuff like that as well. You know, yeah. the, the life is getting sucked out of it now. For the prop, for the proper fans, the life is getting absolutely sucked out of the game now. And I think this is this is the nail in the coffin. You know, I, I, I renewed my season ticket last week, and there was a little bit, a little bit 
immediately later that went, I wish I'd never bloody done done that last week now, sort of thing, you know. And I know that sounds really, really bad to say that, but like I say, for the first time in my life ever, I'm actually starting to question what I do, um, you know, dedicating my life to, to going to Spurs. Um, and it just, you know, these people at the tops of these clubs, they just don't care about us. You know, they're, no. they're after one thing and one thing only. Um, you know, they, they don't care what, what we've done in the past, how many games we've been to, what we've gone through to get to games, you know, changing arrangements, booking flights, booking hotels, travel, you know, trains, whatever. Um, they've just got absolutely no idea how bad this is. This has hurt people. And you can just tell by the reaction today, you know, when you look at like, you know, the top plots for supporters trust and things like that, you know, that they're, yeah. you know, they're sort of, you know, a fan organisation who liaise, liaise with the club and they've totally just bypassed them. And, stuff like that. and it doesn't matter what they do, no matter what they try and do. And, you know, as we said, you know, protesting it and stuff like that, it's not going to make an ounce of difference. You know, I could be calling Levy all the names under the sun on Sunday at Wembley. He's not going to care. He's, he's, he's not going to care. He's just, he's probably going to sit in his, sit in his seat, just laughing at me. Do you know what I mean? And it just, it's an absolute shambles, and, and it's really disheartening because you know, our, you know, we, I mean, we all love, all love Spurs, but you know, and it's it, it is heartbreaking to see, you know, because the, this big change now is coming, and it's going to totally change the face of the game. Um, it's yeah, it, it for me, for, for me, and I think for quite a lot of others, there's going to be a lot of people really debating what they do and, and their position on it. You know, my dad's sixty five. You know, he's he's. I spoke to him on the phone earlier, you know, and he, you know, he, he's, you know, thinking about, you know, um, you know, he's not sure what to do. And, and it just, you know, you've got diehard fans who have been going for years, who have dedicated their life to the club, all different ages. And they're going, you know what, this, this is potentially the end of the line for me. And, and, and I think that the worst thing that anyone can do is um, obviously play, play with the law, the law of, of the real fans, but, when you've got your hardcore base there and you're starting to upset them, that is a massive, massive problem. And a bit of me kind of hopes that, you know, down the line, if this all crashes and all the tourists stop going, you know, the Chinese don't come over, the Americans don't come over, you know, whoever, come over to watch it. And this all, you know, this all dries up as such. And then they're relying on us to come back again and start turning up again. And, and we're done. We're gone. We're, we're, we're finished. And I genuinely, genuinely do, do worry about that. But it, it's it's heartbreaking to be quite honest with you, because they just do not care about us anymore. And you know, um, you know, as Abby says, we are just customers. We're just a number to them. You know, my, my client ID for Spurs, it's just a number. Yeah. Uh, my email address is just something they got on their database and stuff. You know, my loyalty points. So yeah, it, it just doesn't matter. You know, it wouldn't surprise me within a year or two if they scrap the loyalty point scheme as well and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And, and it just. It, it it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Just yeah, I, I felt like a broken man. And I'll be totally totally honest with you. I felt empty today. To be quite honest with you, you know, I've, I've really felt. I've just felt like is is, is you know is, is this really happening? Um, I'll be absolutely disgusted. You know, you know, you know, if they throw us out of the league, if they give us big fines, give us whatever, you know, we deserve everything we get, and so do the other other clubs involved as well. Um, and yeah, I just and when they announced the, the Marino thing, I was actually putting up to a job outside someone's house, and I had talk sport. And I'll be honest, with you, I don't really listen to talk sport that much, but I thought I'd listen to it today because you know it's going to be good fun. Today. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, Jim White goes, you know, breaking news: Marino has been sacked. And don't get me wrong, I've been gagging for Marino to get sacked. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to be doing cartwheels when this guy gets sacked. And do you know what? I I, I just I smiled a little bit, but that was it. I didn't. The emotion had 
just gone from yeah. me a little bit. So, and I was like, you know what? I don't actually care about Mourinho now. This is bigger than him getting sacked and, and what have you. You know, this is football. This is football on the line here, as, as, as we know it as a country, you know. And it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking to see, to be quite honest with you. And yeah, it just, it just, yeah. Yeah, I'm not happy about no. that. Feel your pain, mate. Completely feel your pain. Yeah. It sucks completely yeah. suck the life out of you. Rich, do you want to um should we wrap it up with a little prediction for Sunday? I was just gonna say, yeah, <laughs> let's let's try and lighten the mood. Positive. Yeah, lighten your mood. Sorry. Um, I'll yeah, I'll I'll quickly go. I think I still think we'll win. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. Two one, two nil. They, really? Yeah, I I just think we got it. Sorry, shame me, Rich. Well, I'm going to go. Obviously, my heart says two nil. Uh, Ryan Mason knee slide, double finger salute to that in the G lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, uh, uh, but obviously, my it, we could get a gubbin, you know. But uh, but hey, you know, we it, we got a dream. That's what we do. Great. In in just on that, that one, Rich. In the in the event that we do get stuffed four nil, are we going to have a go at them? What? Are we going to have really? a go at the players for getting getting spanked four 0 Are we going yeah, to be? Yeah, of course we are. Really? Yeah. Why not? Want... As long but... as they walk off that field with nothing else to give, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, but if I if they if I think they're not doing it, then they deserve a. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all about. Yeah. All right. Okay. Shane Abby. Oh, sorry, Shane. Don't Shane. Yeah, I think we we're going to get beat three one. I think. I wish I could share. <laughs> I wish I could share the optimism of everyone else, but we're still... Ryan Mason might come in, he might be magic, but you can't sign four new defenders before Sunday. Um, I just I just worry about us at the moment. I don't, Like I say, I hope... He, he hasn't got enough time to, to get in there to change your identity. If we go out there, I'll share with Dave, if we go out there, we put 100% in. We work as hard as we can. If we don't come away with anything, I'm not going to be on anyone's back. But yeah, I, I hope we can do it, but I just can't see it. Okay, Abby. Um, I think it'll be part of me wants to say two 0 but I just cannot see us keeping a clean sheet. So I'm gonna just I'll go two I'll go two one. I just I think that we're just gonna turn up. I think they've got a they'll have a whole new incentive, and I think that they got what they wanted. They got him out the door. So we'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see what <laughs> we'll be seeing them put in a bit of a shift because they couldn't have really put in any less lately. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not even going head and heart. I think it'll just be 2-1. I think it's going to be a freaky, weird result for us. Um, and it will be another twist in this mental season we've, we've had. Love that. Uh, Spittles? Um, I, I, I just think, I just think we'll... we'll I, I, like to, I like to think you're Mason. You know, we'll actually put a shift in and we'll put a performance in. But I can just see us just getting outclassed, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know... Uh, like I say, you know, I'd like to think that we can perform a little miracle. Um, you know, it, 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 it'd be nice amongst all the all the misery that's been going on <laughs> recently. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, three nil City, three one City. Maybe we'll score, but I, 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 I just, I, I just can't. Yeah, I, I just can't see it. What about you, Jambo? I'm going to stick with my last prediction. One one nil up, one one. 2-1 in the last minute. But the lads are giving everything, right? You know, you've got your Delhi out there. Delhi goes and has a storm or maybe. Your Gareth Bale has an absolutely brilliant game, but it's just not quite enough with that defence. 
um, and, and you know, and we can't quite hang on again, like we say. But I think I think we'll play love. Oh, I think we'll play better football. I think we'll play with more freedom, um, and I think we'll surprise City. But I just think City, like like Spittles saying, will just have that little bit too much. Um, and I think maybe a last minute winner, something like that, or an extra time goal from City, something like that. I just don't see us getting over the line, unfortunately. But I, I think going extra time is ambitious. <laughs> no, you just don't know, do you? You just don't uh, know. Like, no, like you no, say, no, no, what, do you know what? It's cut for Ryan said, Pal, do they want to let Ryan down? You know, in the, one. That, the sort of thing. And you know, obviously, Ledley will be in that changing room as well. I know he's been there the whole time, but you know. They'll probably have a bit more of a feel-good factor in there with, you know, their mates around, essentially, you know, people they've played with. So, hopefully, you know, they like like Abby said, they've got him out the door. So, yeah. is there it, that it, little? Is that is that there, that little change in them that goes? Oh, we can start playing now. If if we are going to win Sunday, it's got to be a full-on proper team performance. It's got to be eleven. Yeah, of course, one hundred percent. No passengers. Like we, everyone's got to be at it. Yeah. Pierre the Viking going through people in midfield and stuff like that. <laughs> just like <laughs> I'm concerned if we do win, I should be missing my train home. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'll Good see you Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Several. Dave yeah. Spittles, enjoy it on Sunday. Um Yeah. Yeah. Are you going, Abby? Hell. Did you get one? No, I didn't get one. Um no. I was actually I was actually buzzing. I didn't get one to be fair. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be down there anyway. I'm gonna be doing some work stuff, so I'll be at Wembley. Oh, okay. So might see you guys if you're Mates, yeah, say hello to Dave and Spittles if they're I will. Oh, <laughs> nice one, guys. Um, Cheers for coming on. Thank you everyone for coming on, Shane, as well. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. Sorry, it's the guys. second time we've had to do it, but obviously <laughs> the last one was completely pointless. Uh <laughs> because it was about Jose in or out for a lot of it. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for coming on at such short notice. And um, we'll get it out before the final. And I hope everyone enjoys it. But thank you very much. All right, nice to see you guys. Bye. See you Sunday, Rich. See you Sunday. So, Rich, that was something a little bit different from us. It's not, you know, it's not something we'll do regularly um because obviously we are Tottenham fans and and uh you know some huge news over the past day or two um we just felt the need and we were going to do a cup final one yeah so which which we had actually done yeah we'd already done it last week hadn't we but obviously so much has changed that it ended up being pointless because everything we spoke about had had clearly changed so it wouldn't have sounded great so we thought we'd get the guys and girls back on again and um they all agreed, obviously, you know, you know, they wanted to redo it. And wow, yeah. what what yeah, a couple of as, talking points. Yeah, as soon as the Jose news come through, when the sort of dust settled, it was like, oh, hang on. We probably need to redo this podcast because <laughs> we basically spent 40 minutes talking about Jose in, Jose out. Uh, what, what sort of team will he pick for the cup final, yeah. et cetera. And so it, it, all, it all just kind of turned to nonsense. So we had to do it again. And um, I think on the whole, people are glad to see he's gone. There's a bit of, unf- there's a bit of a sense of unfairness that it's six days before a cup final. Yeah. I get that. You, you thought they'd probably give him that. Um, but it, it's just a bit of a mess, mate. And throw the, throw the ESL into the equation. Um, and I think you, you can hear from all of us there's a bit of like disillusionment 
Um, and, you know, Spittles, I've known Spittles for over 10 years. I've never heard him speak so, so sort Passion. of passionately about it. And for someone who's had a scene ticket for as long as he is, he has, to speak like that, it is um, it's kind of worrying, really. Mm. I mean, because, like, yeah, okay, you, you might expect people who only go a few times a season to feel a bit like that. But, I mean, you're talking the hardcore of the hardcore. He's probably in the top 500 for loyalty points for Tottenham. So, for someone like that to feel like that is pretty extreme uh, and quite sad to see, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, you know, I, I said something from the heart as well. I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, Rich. I've, me and you have loved football since we, since we were born. <laughs> We've known each other a long time, and um, we're incredibly passionate about football, be it grassroots, be it the elite level. And um, today, um, made me, made me feel a bit soulless and a bit where's football going mm. where's the game i love um what's going to happen the uncertainty mm. the 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 we're going down a wrong path and i completely you know when i saw gary neville make that that, that thing yesterday i, I was I, I was i'm glad that there's a there, there was people in elite football speaking the truth yeah about 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 the game we love and um, the game that obviously he loved playing and and whatever and so forth and you know it, so look it is awful to see um, I've I've I, I'm no I'm I'm not going to say I saw this coming but I did have an inkling that football was heading this way and that's why I I've sort of gone to watch Wickham over the years that's why we're involved at like a real non-league level down at Step Seven yeah. because because you get that feeling football is still proper football at that level. It's yep. really enjoyable. You get the, you get that sort of, I don't know, you get that sort of touch and feel. It's just, it's proper football. And, and at the highest level, it, it's, it's just gone for me. It's gone. And the first, I'm going to tell a little story. The first sense I got for, for the game being gone was Spurs, Spurs back. Whenever Berbatov was playing um, after the, We'd been in corporate, um, as we were coming out of the entrance, uh, we were we were just ahead of Berbatov, and I, I just turned to Berbatov. So I was like, "Berbatov, can I have a photo?" And he just didn't he, he didn't even acknowledge me. Uh, it was like I wasn't there. And from that day on, I've always said that to people. From that day on, I was like, like a little piece of me inside died because he was he, he was my hero back then. He's like, when, yeah. I'm, when, I'm, when I'm sort of. 20, 21, 22. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, my yeah. hero. And for him to just ignore me, not even acknowledge me, say, sorry, I'm busy. Just nothing. It was it was heartbreaking a bit. No, I completely get that. And like you said in the in the, in the episode about, you know, uh, us watching Wickham as a local club and, and, you know, a team that we've, you know, our dads and that have taken us to since we were little boys. Mm. Um, so we have a strong... Um, affiliation with with Wickham and you know we obviously we, we do support them as such which you know a lot of people may think is a bit weird but at the same time don't care um that's so one yeah positive I'm going to try and take from this is that not non-league lower league grassroots football might might get a massive boost yeah. in turn I'm not talking money because it might lose money because of the, the 
you know, the way it filters down from the Premier League. But in terms of fan involvement, volunteer involvement, I think that might shoot up drastically, which would be fantastic. Uh, that's the that's the one positive one I'm hoping for out of all of this. Yeah, you could see crowds from 50 going up to 100 or 150, 200, mm. you know, potentially if, you know, if 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 these fans give up on... Um, but the problem is it's so hard. It's like wanting to break up with a girlfriend that you don't want to break up with. Yeah. Because she's your everything and, or, or whatever. And you know what I mean? But it's, it's, they are, it is your everything. It's your life. You've committed your life to it. And for, and for, for some people to want to break up that marriage, um, something's got to be seriously wrong. And there is something seriously wrong with, this proposal um or you know i think it's going to happen mm. um you know there's people out there that still don't think it will happen and i bloody hope they're right i bloody hope they're right um but we'll leave it there mate tell. yeah, yeah well only time will tell bud um so yeah this was a special um uh, we'll get back to our, our our weekly guests um soon uh, but yeah, we wanted to just release this before the cup final on, and you know, if you're not Spurs, if you are Spurs, great. But yeah, we just wanted a fan's point of view about, you know, because at the moment the fans are the most important thing in football. Let's have it right. Um, and yeah, lovely. Oh, okay. So Cheers, until Cameron. next time. Yeah. Until next time, bud. It's been the Hitting the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts and Richard Kyson. Thank you.